Hey everybody, this is our uh, Drunk Talks for the evening. It is currently a Friday night on September 20th, 2019. Um, we do have intentions of going out, but clearly... Anyway, our next guest is Courtney Campbell, child of the wilderness and the biggest uh, uh, love diary that's that's out there currently. We're going to hear a story. What's, what is this story about? It's not about love. It's about death. Okay, great. Um, so if you're into love slash death, that might not be. Uh, this is this is this is the story for you. Are you ready, sweetie? Okay, here she is. Here she is. Okay, so I just got back from this big road trip where I was living in my car for 20 days, and why? That's a great question, Dana. Um, I did it because I had nothing better to do. And I always wanted to do it, so I just went and fucking did it. So I just did that. Yeah. Um, so things were going great. I was in, I started in Seattle, and I was in the northern states. It was chilly at night. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely hate the heat. So when I got into Utah, things were already bad because I was sleeping in my car, and it was 96 degrees at 10 p.m., so things were not going well for me personally. Um, so I had been camping in my car and out West, there's all this land that's called BLM land, like Bureau of Land Management. And you're allowed to camp on it. We pay taxes. Like we're allowed to do that. That's our land as Americans. So yeehaw. So you can just go out there, you can camp, you can have a bonfire, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, so I was camping on this BLM land in Utah and it was horrifying because I was the only person for miles. There was no one else. I could see the Milky Way. I mean, I could see all the stars. It was super cool. But then it was like 3 a.m. and it was 96 degrees and I hadn't slept because I was so horrified that I was alone and there was no one else. And I was like, I have to get some sleep. Like, I fucking have to sleep tonight because I had plans to go to the National Park Arches the next day. And I was like, I'm going to hike and I'm going to be so tired. I have to sleep. So then I start Googling like parking lots I can sleep in, whatever kinds of things. And Utah has all these weird laws that are like you can't sleep in the Walmart parking lots, you can't sleep in um, grocery store, 24-hour parking lots, whatever, because they know people want to come and go to the parks and not pay for accommodations. So they're like trying to combat that um, and boost their economy because fuck you. Um, so I am Googling where to find, like anywhere I can find somewhere to sleep. And... <laughs> and so I find there's a rest area that's just over the border of Utah and Colorado in um, Colorado, Grand Junction, Colorado. So I get there and I, I start leaving this BLM land and I'm like, it's two and a half hours away. It's three o'clock in the morning. If I get there at five, I can sleep a couple hours and then come back. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to fucking do it because I'm so tired. So I start driving and then on the border of the of Utah and Colorado, I find a Utah Welcome Center that like there were tons of people sleeping at and I was like okay surely we're not all gonna get arrested so I'm just gonna sleep here so I didn't make it to Colorado thank God um, so I go to sleep there I slept for maybe an hour and a half it was horrible and then like people start shuffling around the sun is up it's like morning time and then I'm like okay I have to like stay on my schedule because I have this big spreadsheet and I'm like I have to go do this today and I can't just stay here and sleep all day or whatever so I go and I go to the two parks that I was going to go to. I was supposed to go to four and I only went to two and I was just like, fuck that. And then so I left the last park and I was just like, 
so the night before I had been, I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I'm going to get a hotel tomorrow night because I'm going to have to like catch up on all the sleep. Like I need a hotel. I haven't had a hotel. I've been in campgrounds. I've been sleeping in my car. Like I'm just going to sleep in a bed one night and just like reset my whole life and just like forget that this ever happened. Like the entire state of Utah. And (laughs) so I get, I get on Google or whatever and I'm like hotels near me, like booking.com, whatever. And I'm not finding anything. And finally, I found this um, place that was like a two-star hotel. And I was like, all right, whatever. But the reviews were like, um, the staff was nice and it was clean enough. Like, what? I was like, fuck it. It's $59. So I just booked it, which is my first mistake. And <laughs> so I booked it at like 3 o'clock in the morning on no sleep while I'm exhausted just like begging for a bed for the next night. So... And the next day, like after I had gone to the parks, whatever, I drive over to where this hotel is. So I had driven like it was like a four hour drive to like where I was going to go the next day to Zion National Park. So it's like on the other side of Utah. So I drove over and um, got to the town where this hotel is. First of all, it strikes me. This is like where red flags start happening because there's so many red flags in the story that I just like ignored until I put them all together at once and then I (laughs) (laughs) so the first red flag that I ignored was just like the surroundings in general because I was in like a very residential area like I was in like a cul-de-sac almost just like a little neighborhood and I was like this is fucking weird but like I'm just gonna go with it so I pull up to the street where the hotel is and it's like there's a sign and I'm like, okay, like there's, there's confirmation that it exists, like whatever. So it's got these high, like concrete walls around this like complex that looks like an apartment complex or like a retirement community or something. And I'm just like, you know what? It's like sweets. Like it's okay. Like it's probably fine. Like whatever. It's cool. So next red flag, I drive into the walls and I get in there. There's no one in the parking lot, not a single car, except this like old like shitty broke down Subaru hatchback that's the only thing that's in the parking lot but in my mind I'm just like you know what people in Utah go off-roading all the time like they have dirty cars like that's fine and I just like made so many excuses for every weird thing that was happening so I got on my car and I walked into the place and upon just like my first impression I was like my brain said to me like I don't think I constructed this thought it was like my second brain that I'm not in control of that was like, hey, man, this used to be a funeral home for sure. And I was like, maybe it did. (laughs) And so I'm just like having this conversation with myself like, yeah, this kind of looks like it used to be a funeral home. Like, I don't know, like just open up into this big like foyer and I could just see like that being the I, I just felt like it was a funeral home. Like there was no reason really at all other than maybe it looked like funeral homes that I had been in before or something. So I walk in and it opens up to this big foyer. It's like all carpeted and there's two leather couches in like an L. There's like a little tiny ass TV in the corner that's like playing that's like playing a movie about the Grand Canyon or something. And then there's like a desk in the other corner that's just like a little office desk that I was guessing was like the check-in desk. So I go over the desk. There's not a soul. Like there's no one in here. So I sat on one of the couches and I like watched the movie for like a good 20 minutes. Like I sat there and then I was like, there's no one here. Like nothing's, there's no one around. And so I go over to the desk and I start just kind of poking around and I was like 
bebopping around like the halls in the hotel just to see what was around like there's like a little game room with scrabble and just a kitchen like just random shit and I don't see anyone the whole entire time like there's not another soul and I've been in there I've been in the building for like a half an hour at this point so then I go back to the the desk the check-in desk and there's a number and it says call this number if you have any problems during your stay so of course I call it and I hear the phone ringing from inside the bathroom and the guy answers it in the, in the bathroom. And he's like, um, he's like, hi, Zion Suites of Hilldale. Like, how can I help you? And I was like, hey, I'm trying to check in. I don't know where anyone is. And he's like, well, I'll be with you in a little bit. It was, I shit you not another 20 minutes. Like I was in there for almost 45 minutes before he came out and like saw me. And of course, when he comes out, he's the creepiest man in America, like has no teeth, like dirty, crusty fingernails. Like it was horrible. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, we are progressive. We're not judging people based on their appearances. Like we are just going to let this ride and see what happens and hope that we don't die. So he sits down to like start checking me in. My next red flag he had to pull his computer out and like plug it in and boot it up to check me in, which told me that not a soul has checked into this hotel any at any point today. So there's literally no one else here. And <laughs> so he's like asking me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, where's your license? Where's your credit card? Like, whatever. So I give him my shit. And then he says, like, probably the creepiest thing that you can say to like someone that's a woman traveling alone and he said just like for me it's like I'd rather you just not acknowledge it at all or like say something funny or like just I don't know maybe he just lacked like the social capacity to understand that, that it wasn't a, a joke but he said um what are you running from because when people travel alone they're usually running from something <laughs> And I said, oh, nothing. I'm just going to the park. <laughs> so I was, like, horrified at this point. And so I <laughs> – and so he – I'm, like, whatever. Like, he said a weird thing. I'm ignoring it. Like, these are like all little things ignoring So he takes me to my room. First of all, it's, like, a hard key. Um, it's like a hard key, like, not a regular hotel key. Like, it's not a fucking hotel. Like, we'll just put that out there right now. It's, that's what I thought. I w and it's just weird that that was my thought because of what it was. So, uh, so he brings out the keys. He's like, oh, let me walk you to your room. So I'm like, okay, like I could fucking find it, but like, all right. So I'm, I, at this point I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to get like shoved in this room and like molested. And so I was ready. Like my body was like, like I'm like hands up, like ready to go. And no, it was in my car. So then I, so he takes me to my room and he opens the door and I'm like shooing him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks, thank you so much, thanks, whatever. And then like I lock the door behind me. And so then I get in the room and I'm just like starting to take stock of like my surroundings. And I'm like, what have I like gotten myself into? I've not seen another person for an hour. Like I don't know what to do right now. And so I, I walk in the room. It's just like, it just looks like a house bedroom with like an ensuite bathroom. Like it didn't look like a hotel room, but it was just like there's a queen size bed. There's a TV, there's a chair in the corner, like it's carpeted, like whatever. And then, the, but the really weird thing, I open a door and there's just like this huge walk-in closet that was like 
maybe half the size of the room and it just had all this shelving in it that was like half assembled and I was like why is there just like a giant fucking closet in here no it looked like a house bedroom yeah and it's it looked like a house bedroom that they had tried to make look like a hotel room as much as possible but it did it did not look like a hotel room like there was like a mini fridge next to the bed it was just like weird weird and no artwork or anything it was just like yeah but like even airbnbs are like they try to make it look nice so I was like, fuck it. We're just going to do it live and we're just going <laughs> to fucking do it. Like, I'm just going to sleep here. So I go out to my car and I get my stuff to shower that night. I had gotten Domino's. I brought that inside. And then, like, I got my taser and my mace. And I was like, I'm going to plug my taser in so I make sure that it's charged when I go to sleep and, like, put my mace, like, keep it on me, like, at all times. And... So the second time I entered the building, I had a much, like, I had way heightened senses of, like, things are not right in this building. Like, just the second time that I went inside. So, like, I went inside the second time, and I found myself, like, I was kind of having, like, an out-of-body experience just, like, watching myself do all these things in preparation for, like, an intruder attack and I and instead of just like not doing those things and leaving the place I just like watched myself do all this stuff like I got in and I like locked the door and then I took the chair that was on the other side of the room and I like shoved it up under the door and there's no like I mean it was just like a little bedroom door lock there was no like bolt like nothing it was just no it no it was not a hotel room lock at all and so <laughs> Yeah, that they probably have a hundred keys to. No, it's like kind of just a joke. Oh. That's why it's perfectly locked. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, there probably was. Yeah, well, th that, that's, I'm honestly surprised that there, yeah, there was a big window, and it was, like, right behind the bed, and I was on, like, the second floor, so, like, it wasn't like someone could have, like, come in the window or anything. Like, I, I well, yeah, I, yeah. So then the second time I came in, I was just, like, watching myself do all this stuff in preparation for, like, my imminent death, and I just did it all anyways, and then I I was, like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, lay down in bed and, like, watch TV or something, so, like, I pulled down the bed sheets. I'm, like, checking for bed bugs because, you know, I travel full-time for work. That's, like, a thing that I do. I always check for bed bugs, so I had, like, stacked the pillows up, and I had laid down on the bed, and I had the remote next to me, and I was, like, just about to turn the TV on, and I looked behind the TV, and there's, like, an intercom system with, like, a speaker and, like, an intercom on it. And I was, like, you know what? And, like, that's just really fucking weird. Like, there's a lot of things in this building that are just not adding up. I'm going to Google this one more time. So as I'm laying in bed, Zion Suites of Hilldale, as I'm laying in bed, Googling, uh, mind you, I have booked this hotel at 3 o'clock in the morning on no sleep. And so I start Googling it. Literally the second fuck like if I had gone like one more page of reviews, the first review that I see on the second page is all caps. Do not stay here. This is the former home of Warren Jeffs, the Mormon pedophile who was arrested in 2011 on like 17 counts of child molestation and like rape, had 80 wives. This is his home where he lived with his 80 wives and like... Now you see why I booked it. Because I was like, it looks fine. 
Now you see why I booked it because uh, there was nothing like. So I. <laughs> so it's like this. Yeah. Yeah. So like this whole block of this little town is like his compound. This is his fucking home where he lived. Like I'm in one of his 80 wives bed where he slept and probably raped all of her kids or whatever. Like, I don't even fucking know. Yeah. He is like the Mormon. Like, right. But Zion National Park is like right next to it. So I'm like, you know, why would I not? Like, it's this, it's in my mind, I'm not thinking of like, oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. So this guy is like, he was like the president at the time he was arrested. His name is Warren Jeffs. This is, this is his compound where he lived with his dad, and they both lived with their 80 wives each. Yeah. And he was arrested. He's now serving a life sentence plus 20 years. Like, he was on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list at the time he was arrested. And I was in his home, in one of his wives' beds. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> So I left immediately. I mean, I grabbed, I, I, at this point was like horrified. I grabbed all my shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I left immediately and I ran to a like hometown in in Swedes and I was like, please, I hope that you have a room. And they did. And I told them what had happened. And she knew. She was like, oh, yeah, we've had people come in from down there before. I'm like, someone needs to do something because that's, like, incredibly creepy and not okay. So, yeah. And then I, I – well, I cried, of course, because I'm a cancer moon. <laughs> so I cried when I got to the other hotel because the lady was so nice and she gave me a discount. And she was like, I'm so sorry, honey. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I'm like, would I have gotten murdered? Would I have gotten molested or kidnapped into, like, this cult or something? I don't know. Like, any number. of th- I could have slept peacefully through the night, but that probably is not it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched the movie. I felt very educated at that point. For some reason, it had, like, Portuguese subtitles on. Oh, okay. So that was weird. So I learned a little Portuguesa, if you will. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was. (laughs) So that's what happened to me and how I almost died. (laughs) Well, I have I have the one I think screenshotted on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. That was the first one that I saw. And I was like, oh, no. And it's just very, I just find it very funny how me, as someone who's like, I feel like I'm very attuned to my emotions, but I just ignored everything. (laughs) Okay. This is a review by a verified traveler. May 7th, 2019. 1.0. Terrible. Capital. 
this is not a hotel. It was designed to be a private residence. It was 66 degrees outside and they had the air conditioning running. The rooms are not individually controlled for heat. Also, Zion is a misname as it is almost 50 miles from Zion National Park. This is not a good place to stay unless you are traveling from Zion to the Grand Canyon. That doesn't even say anything about what it was. Like I saw another I saw another review that was like um this is fine if you can get over the feeling of a pedophile having lived here. If like, but in, and it was like a woman and she like was like, yeah, I stayed here with my family. And she's like, once we got over that, everything was, everything was fine. But I didn't see another soul the whole time. So that was even like, it was just like me and that dude was the worst part. Yeah. So here's the yeah, former compound of Warren Jeffs the pedophile. This is a compound, not your run-of-the-mill hotel. The rooms are sparsely furnished with an intercom system hidden behind the TV. We believe that they were monitoring us. Stayed one night too long. Never saw hotel staff except the person that checked us in. They wanted to charge us $180 for a room, and that was advertised online for $80. Took the 80 and directed us to two dirty rooms before finding us one clean one in this crazy maze of a building. Left the room once the following morning for breakfast, and that did not exist. We got on to our next destination, and I found that my jewelry and makeup that was in my suitcase was missing. Very creepy and shady place. Warren Steed Jeffs, the president of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus of the Latter-day Saints, a polygamous Mormon denomination, in 2011 was convicted of two felony counts of child sexual assault for which he is currently serving a life sentence plus 20 years. This one block section is the Hilldale, Utah, compo Utah compound of the sect leader where he housed many of his wives suspected to be over 80 at the last count. And you can see in this, this is the block and that's the hotel. It's literally just like a fourth of the block. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened to me. Um, my personal last words about this are that I will never go to the southeast corner of Utah again. There's nothing for me there. It's very hot. Um, it's just red, dirt, dry rocks. If you're going to go to Utah, go to Zion and just stay far away from Hilldale because it's, you'll just probably get murdered. I don't know. <laughs>